Welcome to the OptiForum podcast. Today we have my man all the way over in the UK, Mr. Sam Slack. How's it going, Sam? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm super pumped. I haven't had, like I told you before we got on here, anybody from the UK yet. Um, and so Sam is a well-respected coach um, over there. And for those of you who are new uh, to the OptiForum podcast, uh, this is a podcast all about bringing on high-level coaches, um, people in the fitness space, to give their methodologies on training, nutrition, supplementation, um, and to really help you guys out, whether you are just trying to lose weight or all the way to contest prep, which is exactly what I think we're going to be talking about today. So I'm super pumped because I'm actually, Sam, uh, about eight weeks out from... Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, and I got a big team um, up in the Pacific Northwest that's competing, and uh, I'm super excited. So I'm kind of actually happy to, to hear what you're going to say about contest prep because uh, I've just been getting a bunch of different opinions on the podcast. So, so yeah, first off, I just kind of want to, like, know who the hell are you? Like, you know, tell us a little bit. Tell us my audience. Um, people who are you know, listening for the first time, like, who are you? How would you get into training? All that kind of stuff. Cool, cool. Okay, so I'm Sam Slack, 31, um, from the UK. I've been an online fitness coach or physique coach, I would say, for around four years now. Um, helping guys compete, helping guys get ready for photo shoots. That's the direction that I like to, um, you know, want my business to go. Two-time British champion, so natural uh, champion. Last show I did was 2016, so yeah, three, three years ago now, looking to compete next year. I've got two kids, two young daughters, so life's pretty hectic at the minute. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a balancing game, but balance you know how old are they um one's look, they're getting growing up so fast one's 22 months and one is three months nearly four months so both <laughs> young both young had a, a close age kind of thing so it's it's tough but you know you can't make up excuses you know if your passions like bodybuilding which mine is it has to fit in with my life because if if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be a good dad, and that's 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 the kind of way I look at it. So it is hard, it's tough, but hopefully I show a good example to people that are fathers that want to compete or you know struggle with getting that work life balance, which is a struggle. But again, it comes down to prioritizing your time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, that's that's me. Awesome, dude. Yeah, no, um, I agree hundred percent of. It gets difficult. A lot of people put a put something on bodybuilding or weight training, and maybe they can't stay consistent in the gym or with their prep or there's problems. But at the end of the day, it's like the passion should be feeling you. It shouldn't be for the tension and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. It all, it, it all comes down to like your why, and I talk about that a lot. Is that if you haven't got that like burning desire to want to to compete or to want to get in shape, then you will justify, you will make excuses, you will kind of, you know, self-sabotage. So you've got to kind of ask yourself, do I really want to get in shape? Do, you, do I really want to compete? And if, if you can't answer that question, then it's, you're not always going to get the result you want. So deep down, you've got to ask yourself a lot of questions when it comes to, you know, if you want to compete or if you want to really get shredded or if you want to get ripped because it is hard. It is hard. Especially yeah. if you've got like a full-time job, a business, a family, it, it's tough. So you've got to kind of ask those questions and keep asking yourself why. I mean, because like 
I can go into this because I'm really, really passionate about mindset. And I think mindset is so, so important when it comes to, you know, getting in shape, especially the levels of body fat that, you know, us competitors get into. So you've really got to find that why do you really want to do it? Because sometimes it's not all about looking good. You know, everyone wants to look good, but sometimes you've got to get deeper. So like if go back to my, my first year of competing for me, kind of a bit of an ego thing, but I just wanted to win. Like I'm a, I'm a kind of like a, a really competitive person. So I like to win. So for me, competing was just all about winning and the, phys- the physique come with it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? That was just a byproduct of just having to get in the best shape possible mm-hmm. for me to step on stage and win. Mm-hmm. And that for me was the why that, that was the reason why I was getting up early to do my cardio, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas some people, they, they haven't got that winning mentality or competitiveness. So at the first sign of like struggle, they might tend to give up because their reason isn't strong enough. Yep. No, exactly. I actually, I do that. I promote that a lot on my social channels and stuff is um, a lot of times, like I think it was yesterday, um, yeah, how to stay consistent. I actually had to fall through and stuff like that. A lot of people want to rely on so like us as a coach, the nutrition strategy or the training or the whatever and all this and their family and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if like you don't have the reason, the reason isn't strong enough, then it really doesn't matter what's in front of your face because it's all external things trying to motivate you. But at the end of the day, I think it's the intrinsic that's only going to allow you to kind of push to that limit that you're trying to get to, at least the best limit that you're that Yeah, you of course. Of course. And sometimes it's hard for people to try to figure that out. You know, they're not aware of understanding how, you know, the mind works sometimes. And this is what I like um, to feel that when I coach, I like to ask a lot of questions. I like to get personal with people as much as I can, because that just allows me to know what's going through that person's mind. Because like just before we, we got on this like uh, interview here, we was talking about um, it's not always about the best diet plan. It's not always about the best training plan. It's something that, you know, a plan that someone can stick to and ultimately they enjoy it and, be, and can be consistent with, which is, you know, what everyone talks about, but they've got to understand that on a, on a kind of a mindset level and, and know that it's not going to be the plan that's going to get them in shape. It's going to be how... Um, how they react to the kind of like the struggles, how they deal with certain situations. And again, it comes down to, yeah, it comes down to the mindset of that person and not everyone is aware of that. So I always kind of, you know, talk to my clients about reading books. Um, like I said before, I'm, I'm big on mindset and self-development. Soon you, as soon as you start kind of expanding that type of knowledge, you kind of improve yourself and then, you know, getting in shape, reaching your goals becomes a lot easier because you start kind of, you know, questioning certain things and you know, yeah. why, why, am, why am I cheating on my diet? Why do I not want to do my cardio? Because it, it is very simple when it comes to, you know, what to do, but it's figuring out how to do it in, in a way that, why am I not following the plan? And then you get deep on that level. But like, like I said, I can ramble on about this yeah, stuff. I, mean, I, no, I love it because you know what I noticed though, Sam, is, is every time I have like a different coach or something on the podcast, um, it is a uh, about like the actual tools of like strategy with the nutrition and training and all that stuff. 
but I noticed with like higher level coaches, there's a separation that the mental part of uh, prep is actually significantly more important. And it's, they, they practice the communication mm-hmm. and how to go about that. That's what I feel like has kind of separated the higher level, more successful uh, athletes underneath that coach mm-hmm. uh, because of that reason. So I can tell that um, you put a lot of uh, experience into that as well, or time. Um, and so for those of you listening, obviously, um, if you're wanting to do contest prep or photo shoot, um, to have what he just said as an understanding going into it, because I think that people think at first, like at first, right, we're all happy, go, go get her, you know, our body fat isn't low and our energy's high and we have high you know, carbohydrates and we're like pushing super hard. We're making our motivational videos for Instagram or whatever, I'm prepping. Mm-hmm. But when you get to closer to the show and you're <laughs> everything is going to start changing, not from a physical standpoint of what, you know, you can accomplish, like do but it's the mental standpoint of like, you're telling your body you can do. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's all different emotions are flying through, you know, like your hormones are changing. So it's just, it's all new. It's new and it's hard. And, and we are, you know, people that just, we just want to be in comfort. So the first sign of a struggle, we think, oh, something's wrong. This can't be right. Yeah. And I've had it recently. I've had a few clients recently that are really starting to struggle when it comes to that, you know, pushing past that kind of that place where they have to uh, go into a dark place kind of thing, you know, where they're kind of just really kind of low on calories. You know, their energy output is quite high. And you've just really got to get deep and, and kind of fit in and just work out, you know, why is this happening? Yeah. And some, when it's new, I mean, what do you do? So this is why a coach has to come in and kind of reassure them, you know, say this is normal, um, but it is hard to try and tell someone that this is normal when it's not. And they're, yeah. they're just trying to kind of go back to like that comfort zone. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And I think that this is super interesting because I love that you're um, first world champion, and I think that because uh, all this is is the perspective, right? It's just like exactly. client gain perspective of the situation. Mm-hmm. Because there's all these external factors, a lot of fitness influencers or, or just information out there that's just so much diversity in it. And then there's like, you know, metabolic damage and all this stuff going on and um, the low calories, the high output or, or this, this is right. Everybody's telling you this is wrong and all that kind of stuff. But you are a coach of practicing what you're preaching and you have gone to the dark places. I mean, you have been there so you can actually give reference of relating with the client. And I've noticed, and that's exactly why I still compete as I'm coaching and stuff is because the coaches that are sitting back on the weekends, going to the clubs and then, you know, you know what I'm talking about, going to the clubs and then going and and coaching the clients. It's like, a little different you can't communicate the same way you know what I mean? it's easy for them to say you know work hard you know dig deep when they're not at their level or haven't been that level no, i totally agree and um you know some like you said it's about the perspective it's, it's just getting them to understand that to get to that place you just have to you know work harder and harder and harder and harder and you know it's easy for someone to to look at someone else and say I know it's, it's okay for them. You know, they can do it. So it is, it's kind of a belief as well. It's, it's a belief system. It, everything links to the mindset. It's believing that you can do it. For me, 
I didn't, I wasn't really into mindset back in 2014, to be honest. So my drive was again, just, just that sheer competitiveness. Yeah. And which I knew that, bad, which is not bad. I mean, oh, obviously you gotta have it, but yeah. And like, I knew it was hard, but I knew just looking at my body physically that I wasn't ready. So I was willing to do whatever it took, you know, and going through like the, the, the dizzy spells and all that type of stuff. It wasn't phasing me because I knew that this is just what it takes, you know, um, even if I kind of, you know, fainted or whatever, again, it was just, if, if I want to win, I have to be, you know, do whatever the coach says at the time and then just keep working. Whereas some people, if they haven't got that competitive drive, they don't really know why they're doing it. They would just like a trophy or whatever. That's when um, the doubts will creep in. That's where first sign of like struggle, they might just want to go back to comfort zone or they just want to eat food or they can't deal with hunger and stuff. And this is where, as a coach, you can't turn around and say, dig deep keep pushing because uh, it is more to it than just kind of like keep grinding you know i did it or he did it you've got to kind of just trying to understand and just kind of you know i really believe in positive self-talk so you know just kind of when things get hard instead of dwelling on it and saying oh this is really tough you know i'm really low in energy you've got to kind of just reverse it and just you know tell the subconscious mind that this is easy you know this is it's just like Ronnie Coleman when he's kind of screaming lightweight when it's heavyweight. He's kind, of, he's kind of programming his subconscious mind to kind of lift it and he's saying lightweight. So it's the same with anything. If you're one of these people that kind of says, oh, it's too hard, it's tough, I'm hungry, you know, I've got low energy, then you're, you're kind of subconscious going to react to that and it's going to kind of make you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. So you really have to have a positive outlook on it as well. And if you're not really a positive person, then it is going to be harder. Mm-hmm. So again, like, you can't expect everyone to kind of um, understand it. Sometimes, you know, it's good that when someone goes through this journey and they might not get there, they might not get ripped, at least they're learning. And this is why, like, it's so important to have a coach when you prep because, yeah. I mean, how are you going to understand how to, to get through that type of, you know, mentality? Exactly. Yeah. someone helping you. No, I agree. And it's funny that you bring that up because um, I've noticed that um, I held off, my body held off for a while. I'm, I'm getting, I'm decently there. I still eight weeks. Um, and it was just about recently, the last week was that shift in the subconscious trying to play, you know, trying to tack you a little bit. And so I think that um, the biggest thing when um, I either coach clients or myself is to be mindful of you like that moment in time will happen when your subconscious starts saying, well, this is wrong. Like something's wrong here or, well, you did this today. So you don't have to do that. Or, you know, like excuses, excuses. Right. Mm -hmm. But as long as you have in the beginning going into it, like a mindful uh, perspective of when that voice starts talking to you to realize that it's talking to you, then you can immediately just take action of something new, something new, something new. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm doing a set, people on the phones or whatever and it starts saying like oh well you did three sets you did more than you did yes the last time might as well you know try to make the volume the same because it, it, it makes sense it's about the same right mm-hmm. no, no 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 another set you know what i mean like immediately just take action of when that starts happening as well as i have to laugh because my buddy was with me yesterday and i told him that i would just beat the hell out of myself 
especially in the off season, I was doing a stream amount of volume, just trying to test it out, some new stuff. And sometimes I didn't want to lift because I knew I was going to go to go into the gym and just beat the shit out of myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but just like subconscious cues, I think that people don't use, I don't know if you utilize too, but like, I will go to the gym, sit in the car and like do not a meditation, but like you have to have a, a ritual or something yeah. in the mindset, mm-hmm. blasting certain music. Um, the Ronnie Coleman, that's why I'm saying this, the Ronnie Coleman thing screaming, like, you know, lightweight or whatever, you know, just like getting yourself in the mindset and going in and doing what you need to do rather than going in to start talking to other people. I think it's super important in itself to try to reach that higher level. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you've got to kind of, you've got, uh, you've got to do that, that positive self-talk before issues arise. You've got, it's, it's kind of like a daily ritual. You've got to do it every single day before something comes up because if those negative, you know, those negative thoughts that, you know, they're instilled in you if, you, if you're one of those people that kind of at the first sign of a struggle tends to kind of back away, they're going to try and take over. So you've got to kind of prepare yourself daily for what's going to happen. You've got to tell yourself, you know, you know, this might happen, so be prepared for it. Um, it's not just a case of just hoping for the best. It's, it's constant work. It's just constant work daily on working on yourself. And, um, you know, it is hard. It is hard. Like, this is why a lot of people can't get in shape. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we are the elite in terms of, like, people getting, you know, shredded. Um, but this is why a lot of us are competitive because that, that does give us that edge of wanting to win. And yeah. that, I think that's the difference between, you know, the really, really successful bodybuilders. They have got that competitiveness. Yeah. They don't want to win. It's like, I've never lost a bodybuilding show. And the, the, for me, the fear of losing is worse than like, um, winning, uh, winning, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what pushes me is that I, I'm not losing. I am not losing at all. Um, and that makes me work harder. But again, it comes back to like, if, if you haven't got that mentality, then it's, you have to work on other areas. You have to work on what else is so important for you to kind of keep working. And this is why like, it all relates into to anything really, into anything you want to get, uh, be successful in. There's going to be times where there's going to be struggles, there's going to be fears, there's going to be doubts. And it's, it's having that why, it's having that reason to keep pushing past those struggles um, and kind of developing yourself in understand, like being self-aware of the way you feel at certain, around certain times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. And I like that we were going to go into like all this strategy of trading and nutrition, but actually I love this more because I think this is so much more important. Yeah. Um, but I guess to kind of like spin off a little bit um, with the mindset uh, been kind of going to some more tactical stuff. Like, what do you think that people should do if they are a competitive person or you talked about before we got on here, if maybe they're not looking to compete, but like trying to get as lean as they can for a photo shoot, if they've been training for five years or people are super competitive wanting to get into the sport, how would you uh, kind of approach them mentor having them mentally get ready for a prep or going through like tell us some of your your tactics of maybe how many weeks out you start looking at certain things um whether they should be preparing for a show i know that now it used to be old school 12 weeks you know crazy dieting for enhanced people too 
different for uh, natural and enhanced a little bit. Um, but for, in my opinion, but, um, tell us what you kind of do with people wanting to get into competition prep, but to give them the real perspective of the mental aspect going through the process. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'll always be, you know, I, the expectations are going to be like, I will tell people that it is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done. You know, I won't take on someone just to get them ready for prep if I don't think they're ready because it's it's so hard and you know everyone's different blah 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 blah. but um i'd always give um people more time i mean i think it's impossible to get ready in 12 weeks yeah seriously because you just unless you've got like 10 pounds to lose you know you've always got to allow at least a pound um per week because you're going to get plateaus and stuff like that so my my preps for my clients are always like minimum very minimum 16 but probably more like um 20 you know 24 weeks yeah maybe sometimes more i noticed Um, a big shift with the higher level coaches of this and now i do because i talked to you about cliff and stuff like that and that totally shifted perspective because because of the mental thing right like people just like look at the calculation of a pound a week or or you know pound a half a week but they don't look at what the hell can happen in your life during the process? How are you going to mentally, if you're going to mentally break during the process, you know, and you have to regroup, all that kind of stuff goes into play that we don't think about. Right. Yeah. And you've got to be prepared for like that. They might need diet breaks. They might have social events or holidays, unexpected stuff like that. So it's always best to allow for more time. And when you tell someone like sometimes you've got a diet for like six months, they're like, what? So that you've got to be, you've got to be very realistic with them from the onset because you don't want to kind of say something and then something changes. That's the worst thing, especially when it gets like really, really hard. And that's just going to mess with their mind. So it's always best to give themselves more time. The worst thing is like, I've had it before. Everyone probably has it. Like you're six weeks out and, you get, and you're like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then you start playing, it starts playing mind games with yourself. But then you just like, you're doubting it already. And then again, it goes back to mindset. You, you're constantly looking at yourself, thinking you're not ready. And then you kind of half-ass it in the gym and you're not putting all the effort in. So always give yourself more time. And then you just can kind of say to the client, you know, you've got plenty of time, you've got plenty of time. Be positive with it. Even though it's like, you know, they might not have. It's just getting, in, getting them in that positive mindset. Um, but <clears throat> in terms of like, yeah, that mentality, I'll always say it's going to be extremely hard. I'll always say that you're going to experience, you know, things that you've never experienced before when, when getting to those low body fat levels. Not only that, just being the hunger, you know, constantly hungry, constantly, you know, you're weak, you get, you're weak as hell. What's that? What's that? Uh, a lot of people say like you look good, but you just feel crap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like everyone. You just feel like no one likes those stages, and, and you're going to be close to that soon. Yep. Oh yeah. And, yeah. You're going to be walking around being like, "What the hell am I doing with my life for a second? <laughs> I mean, but like, you've got to be positive with people when they come to you and they say, "I want to step on stage," and they may may have only been training for like a year or so, um, but you've got to look at their like how much muscle they've got because they're always going to think that they've got less fat than they actually have. Yep. So, you know, <clears throat> you've just got, again, just be realistic with that person. I like to spend a bit of time with um, someone in an off season first, 
just to kind of work on, you know, getting calories up, possibly building some muscle, and then going through that long prep. Um, but from the mental side, sometimes, you know, you can say all these different things, but as soon as that hits that person, mm. it's a hard thing because, you, you know, you're not a, a psychiatrist and it's very hard to kind of, <laughs> you're a coach at the end of the day, your expertise should be just like training plans, nutrition plans and supplementation. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to the mindset stuff, it's like, you know, so this is why I learned, I learned mindset and self-development for myself, not necessarily for my clients. Mm-hmm. But what I learn um, for myself and the experiences I go through I can kind of give that back to my clients and it's helped massively because I've had a lot of my clients say like, you know, you've transformed my life, not just my physique. And for me, that's what it's all about. That is, yeah, that's what it's all about for me too. No, that right there is like the best feeling okay. uh, when you, when they reach your goals, but it's like, it's just more, it's more than that because you help them find that why, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And like deep down, like I said, it's not, necessarily about looking good or sometimes winning there's more to it than that there's a deeper deeper meaning sometimes people just don't know what it is mm-hmm. uh, and i i think mine's just not losing <laughs> i just don't like i just don't like losing <laughs> that's what pushes me but for others it might be a lot deeper than that it's just like that sense of achievement whatever so along the journey you're learning about yourself you're learning about you know how you react to certain situations how how much you can push yourself, you know, how much you can kind of actually believe that you can do stuff. So it is a life transformation, mm-hmm. a competition prep. And that's why I really want to just help people that want to take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, because do you have like your clients um, do required or like certain self-development stuff um, during uh, contest prep or underneath your coaching? Whether that's no, podcast. no that's, that's actually a really, really good idea. I don't. Um, and what, all I do is just like when I communicate with my clients at the check-ins and stuff, because I give video feedback, so it's quite personal. Um, I just kind of like chuck things in here and there, you know, from my experience, from what I've learned. And because I'm constantly learning, I'm always learning new things. So I always recommend books. I'll always recommend podcasts, things like meditation, like you talked about, um, all that type of stuff. I'll always recommend it. But I haven't got no kind of set criteria that I like them to do. But just because it's not for everyone. Like sometimes yeah. people Yeah, I don't require it either just because when you require something it becomes like a job, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so but I definitely I started the transition because I feel like all of my development in strategy was learning from higher level coaches with nutrition and training and stuff like that, not from college or not from anything like that mm-hmm. for contest prep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I spent hours and hours and hours and I just found it fascinating. Uh, just during my contest preps and, and cardio and stuff like that, listening to those podcast audiobooks. But then after I started getting um, more clients to the stage and doing well, then I had to shift and I noticed that drop off of what we're talking about right now of I would either, it would be like, there'd be really good on stage or a client would just like not fall through the whole process. Right. And you could tell because there was previously their mindset was already strong and the other people weren't. And it's usually yeah. wrestlers or something like that or okay, yeah. close to military or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then I started doing self-development stuff of just because of actually business. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. And then what that correlated to was all this coming together. And now 
it's helping clients that were meant maybe a little the insecurities were a little louder, you know, or stuff like that to help them. And so now um, I have uh, my clients, I try to have them I actually got this from cliff too, is to have them shift away from listening to fitness based stuff or anything in their prep, trying to stay away from um, being more involved in the prep yeah. into more self development stuff of, what they enjoy and how it can help their mindset um, to follow through with things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good. Especially with like, if, if they're looking into fitness staff and they, they can kind of question themselves sometimes. Oh, what, I should exactly. be doing, Am I doing this wrong? Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Should, should, should I be doing this or I'm only on 2000 calories, but this person's on 3000, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah, you just got to, you've got to just stay you know, focused on what you've got to do. And it, it always links down to mindset, definitely. But, um, you know, like sometimes it's hard to, to get deep with certain people. Like they, they've paid you to be a coach to help them with training and, and stuff like that. So where do you, where's the line to cross in terms of like what you can say with a person? And this is, this is what I'm struggling with at the minute. Because sometimes you might not have a lot of time with that person to kind of understand how they think and feel. So do you kind of say, do you kind of ask them questions about their past? Because sometimes obviously it's a lot of like those, those negative self beliefs or the fears are from the past, which is holding them back. Yeah. You know, especially when it things, when it comes to things like overeating and, and like binging and stuff like that to get deep into it, you have to ask questions. Uh, and and some people feel uncomfortable they're like oh just you know just kind of give me a, a different diet plan and it's not all about that is it it's trying to figure it out like on a on a deeper level but now it's weird because i want you to kind of transition into a um a fitness mindset coach but it, it doesn't what it doesn't work like that you have a one or the other you've got to kind of integrate them um and just learn how to be a better communicator that's what it comes down to it's just communicating with that person knowing that person understanding that person rather than kind of pushing them to kind of you know oh you should work on self-development more stuff like that you've just got to kind of like get them to want to learn how to do it if that exactly. makes sense yes having them ask you about it or, or wanting to do it themselves rather than you prescribing that's why exactly i said i don't require or anything you just put like hints out there. You ask questions like what you're saying to get to know your person more and more and more. I notice a huge separation with younger clients and then older clients of how to go about it, especially I'm coaching clients that are like in their thirties and I'm 22 yeah. different level of communication, but they still need to be looking up to you as a coach. Right. Um, so, because they have a lot more life experience than I do. But, um, those people usually have to dig harder, you know what I mean? Because they have so much from the past of yeah. them as a, as a human being or a person. Mm -hmm. But uh, but no, I like that. The the mindset is so huge, but if you don't have a lot, a lot of time with them, I think that um, just kind of going through of asking questions, like you said, as much as you can and transitioning like they're not the old them. That's pretty much what we're trying to do, right? Is like, we're, you're not the old you, you're the new you. And nothing is going to create you from going backwards is, uh, is only you, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you've got to break the habit of being yourself. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> that's the hardest thing. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a great book called, um, well, that title, Break the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And, it, and it's all about that. It's all about getting rid of those negative self-beliefs and that bringing that kind of, those, the past with you. And that's what kind of holds a lot of people back when it comes to fears and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, um, it is deep. It is really deep, but it plays a massive, massive part in you know to physique development not not just like getting in shape but building muscle as well mm. because that that's still the same mm. i actually find it harder to to build muscle or to, to have a, a really good off season because i overeat i binge a lot and a lot of my clients relate to me because i'm honest about my binging struggles and stuff mm. and i'm still struggling now um, because like when it comes to off season, a lot of people do, a lot of bodybuilders do when they get into off season, it's like, right, bulk mode, eat everything inside. And it's just hard to stop. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of really, you're not going to progress if you're doing that. Yeah. So I find that harder than getting in shape. Yeah, no, exactly. And I am, it's like same. The, I'm similar in that situation. Like I'll go and I'll, um, in the off season, I think that there's a balance of like your life, you know, and then also how involved, like how hard do you want to, if you don't have a life outside bodybuilding, which I don't think is healthy um, mm -hmm. because you have family, you have friends, you have kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, I think that the balancing, it's going to affect you being better in bodybuilding too. But for some people, I like to even say there's really not an off season if you're in this to become a British world champion, you know, yeah. like think about LeBron James, like does he have an off season to be the best in the NBA? No, it's just different phases. Right. Yeah. So, um, but they get paid a lot of money. So <laughs> exactly. it's a lifestyle, isn't it? That's what it, it is a lifestyle. Um, and it's creating those positive habits and you just go through different phases, you know, whether it's gaining, but, Ultimately, it's still kind of, you know, eating nutritious foods kind of within your calorie targets, etc. Training hard and just kind of setting those goals, which is extremely important, which is not a lot of people do when it comes to off season. They kind of finish a dieting phase and that's it. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. Eat everything in sight. They've got no goals at all. Um, and it's just having structured goals in an, in, a, in an off season or gaining phase or improvement phase, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's where most people get results. So for me right now, I'm in a, a improvement phase, mm. and it's it's the best progress I've had. Good. Well, in years, in years and years, and that's just because I've got coach now to hold me accountable, to mm. stop me binging, <laughs> and just have structure and a goal in place. Mm. Um, and and that's the same with everyone. It's it's like if you haven't got that goal, if you haven't got why then it's just so easy to give up and yeah no i agree i agree 100 and uh i guess um going into this we're kind of like pre going in and different like mindset stuff i guess with in prep when you start i want to ask you a couple things now um yeah so going into kind of uh deeper parts of prep the darker phases as we like to call it right yeah what do you have your clients do to try and create that. Well, I don't know if you do tunnel vision kind of stuff, but what do you kind of try and do to have them create the tunnel vision of when they get hungry? What are some tactics is what I'm saying? When they get hungry, when they have low energy, 
when that subconscious voice is telling him to do certain things, like at those dark, deep, darker phases, like how do you have them try and handle their mental state? <coughs> Excuse me. And then afterwards, I, I want to go into post-show mindset because like you just said, it's easy to just say, all right, let's eat. But like, how do you go about the post-show of like gaining, like the body image of having to put on body weight, stuff like that. I think that'll be actually really interesting for people to hear about. So kind of, it's still the same when it comes to, you know, that having that mindset. So it's having those clear, um, you know, goals in place, just constantly, constantly visualizing them. So when it gets extremely hard, when you're like, you know, two weeks out, you're hungry, um, your energy's low. Most people are thinking about what they're eating, what they're going to eat post-show. Or they're thinking about off-season. I'm going to be consuming 4,000 calories. They're thinking of the wrong stuff. And that, is, that's, that makes it harder. So it's just, just every single day you need to be practicing positive thinking, whether it's, you know, so what I used to do, when I used to do like, I used to do an hour on a Stairmaster every single morning, um, fasted, and that whole hour, I was watching motivational videos on YouTube. And then I was just visualizing me winning. I was just visualizing me stepping on stage and winning. That was my way of just kind of keeping in the zone, not thinking about hunger, not thinking, not looking at kind of, um, food pictures on Instagram and, <laughs> and looking at like 15,000 calorie challenges on YouTube. Like that is the worst thing to do. But people do that because that in that minute, that makes them feel good because they're thinking about after they're not thinking about before. So also you've got to kind of, you've got to kind of enjoy and enjoy the pain. You've got to, you've got to learn to enjoy the suffering. See it as like a challenge. See it as like, you know, that you're getting stronger as a person because you can deal with this rather than just thinking, you know, I'm hungry, you know, and all the, the negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. So again, it really comes down to that um, vis visualization and self-talk. Mm -hmm. Explain and, a little more with the self-talk. Like, like we, we were bringing that up and I think that's super important. How do you like to do self-talk? like different parts of the day, do you write stuff down? Do you yeah. verbally, do you just look at yourself in the mirror? Like, how do you go about all that stuff? Yeah, see, I love this stuff. Yeah. So I do like um, positive affirmations. So like, so affirmations, you just sound like, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. And just like repeating that over and over again. And just like getting it sink into your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So it feels like you're a winner. Or sound like, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. I'm saying that when I'm weak as shit, and I'm trying to lift 20 kilo dumbbell press. And, you know, I'm flat as hell. I've got no pump. I look shredded, but I don't care. Um, so you just got kind of like trick yourself into thinking that, you know, you are okay kind of thing. So, you know, I do positive affirmations 10 to 20 minutes a day. Um, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube. And you can do it in different areas. You know, you can do it in like um, confidence or strength or whatever. And then there's little things like journaling, journaling. So I'm really like into journaling, whether it's just before bed, write out um, your wins and losses for the day, what, what you succeeded in and stuff like that. And just kind of, you get to understand how the day went 
rather than just dwelling on the negative stuff. You, you just write down your wins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe in uh, gratitude. So just kind of like writing down five things I'm grateful for every single day. And that makes you realize that when you're, when you're sitting there and you're moaning about being hungry, actually be grateful that you can eat 2,000 calories or 1,500, wherever you're on. And there's some people that can't eat at all. You know, so, you know, things that you're actually grateful that you can actually go to the gym, mm-hmm. whereas some people can't go to the gym. So little things like that. You're grateful that you can actually step on stage or grateful that you actually do look good and you have muscles. It's little things like that that makes you kind of change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to do it daily. You can't just do it once and expect it to happen. It's, it's a daily process. Um, you know, if someone done that for like a month, it would be very, very easy for them to deal with those, you know, the last stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more to it. You can get overwhelmed with how much you have to do. And it's very mundane. It's very boring stuff. But the easy stuff is it, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Yeah. And it, it doesn't take, yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? It doesn't take long to do, to do these little things, but they're profound when you actually cement them to be a habit. Um, and they make, can make so much difference. But it's a work in progress, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, I mean, they're the, they're the things that I think are beneficial when it comes to, to those end stages. You can talk about things like diet hacks in terms of, or hunger hacks in terms of, like, you know, eating more veg or, or sugar-free stuff and stuff like that. But you, what you're doing there is you just, you're, you're still in that same position. You're just trying to find a way out rather than just yeah, yeah, band aid to try and yeah. yeah, exactly. Rather than just dealing with like hunger is normal. Like say to yourself, I've got to be hungry. Like hunger is good. I say to some of my clients, treat it as like every time you feel hungry, get shredded. Like, yeah, your body fat is just melting. You've got to think of that rather than just thinking, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm thinking about my next meal. You know, just it's just a mindset thing. It's, it's a self talk thing and. Um, you know, there's all different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. All I, you know, it, the best thing to do is just, there's a lot of YouTube videos on mindset and, and, and self-talk and, and all that types of thing. And you just create your own way of just dealing with it. Yeah. You know, there's, no, there's no right way. Everyone's different. And, and the same is with off-season in a way. But then with off-season and the struggles when it comes to what do I do next, um, you should always have a plan in place before the off season starts or before the competition finishes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not necessarily like, Oh, I'm going to eat all this food, but just knowing what you're going to do. Like when the show finishes or the week after, you know, are you jumping into like a reverse diet or, you know, a gaining phase or you're having a break or stuff like that to know, and then set yourself a goal from there until like, you know, the next quarter, like have a, have some strength goals in place, mm-hmm. have some like body composition goals in place. How much mate, weight do you want the limit to put on and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then you're not so lost because most people just they're lost they do their show whether they place or not they're not thinking about what they've achieved they're just thinking about um you know what do i do next mm-hmm. but having got a plan in place having that plan in place is kind of like you know you know what to do next you you appreciate what you, you've gone through you look at your journey and then now what's next what's the next goal yeah, I know. I, I think that's the main thing that people don't think about enough is now what, right? Mm-hmm. Especially to 
because I think that actually a lot of times that's the thing that sprays people away from ever compete. Like if it's their first show, it's a, it's the thing that can, makes them never want to compete again because it makes it, it creates, it, it was so amazing at first. And then all of a sudden this one thing made it just completely terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Like them excessive weight gain or whatever, because and it wasn't because the process during didn't teach them a lot of stuff. Um, because they became like mentally strong. They like learned, they got the best they ever have. And then afterwards it totally just destroyed everything they just mentally built within themselves. Right. Because maybe they just didn't have the plan or they didn't know. Right. They weren't aware. They didn't have the perspective. So, so the most people, yeah, most people, they go to a coach and they go, Oh, can you get me in shape for this show? Yeah. But so it might be a 16 week package or a 20 week package, but they've not even thought about standing with that coach after. So once they finish and their payments finish kind of thing, it's like, Oh, thanks for, for getting me on stage. Yeah. I'll do it on my own now, yeah. which is the worst thing to do. You should stay on with that coach, set some goals. And even if you stayed on with that coach for a couple of months, just to help you kind of, you know, recover from that, because, you know, it takes a while to recover from dieting for so long. Your, your hormones are out of place. You know, everything is messed up. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of set some goals, whether it's, slowly introducing calories to try and get them up as high as possible while staying relatively lean and minimizing body fat. The same with strength goals, you know, slowly kind of improving your strength, getting it up to a good level, you know, improving your metabolism and, and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is so, so important. But as a coach, you kind of have to kind of say to that client, this is what I think is best. I think you need to stay on with me. For a couple of months after just to get you in a good place because you know you see so many people they end end um, a dieting phase and then they can put all that weight back on and some and it's like what was the point in that really yeah no yeah i've seen that too many times now um uh, it's really bad with the female the bikini competitors mm -hmm. um i don't know what your thoughts but, but yeah I don't, I don't coach women oh really <laughs> Yeah. So I just coach guys, so I don't have to deal with that. But yeah. I know it's hard. I know it's really hard because, you know, their emotions are different. Their hormones are different. So I can imagine that it's extremely hard. But, um, you know, it's still similar with the mindset thing. Mm -hmm. Having a good coach to kind of get that person, to that, that lady or woman, to understand that, you know, you will put weight on, but mm -hmm. you have to be patient. And the best way out of it is to kind of slowly introduce calories yeah. You know, minimizing body fat and let you kind of let your body recover. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all different approaches on how to reverse out of a, you know, a comp prep, whether it's kind of doing a strict reverse diet or just jumping up 500 calories. There's all different ways. And the main thing is just consistently um, monitoring your calories without kind of just going over the top and binging. Cause that's when, you know, the problems can arise. It all depends on how, how lean they got, but, and that's where, what messes up people's heads as well, is when they gain two stone. It messed up my head, both shows, when they, you, know, you gain a stone and you're like, oh, I'm fat and, oh, and all this stuff. <laughs> it's not easy, is it? That, that's what I'm saying is, is like that mental part of it of, of having to be okay with putting on a little bit of body fat. I think that their motivation was super high going into this. Like, like well, their energy was low. The motivation started getting low. Then they stepped on stage and their motivation was high because then they looked really good. And then now the couple, like the week after or the couple days after the motivation is still high because now they like feel great again, their strength, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. 
but then they started putting on body fat and then the motivation starts dropping again. So it's like a roller coaster, but I like how to manage that to stay more consistent of understanding what's going on. And I think that you're answering my question of your coach and you should have a clear vision together in unison of what is necessary post-show of what's, what's realistic of you're have to, you're going to have to gain weight. You're going to have to gain body fat. Right. And if you're, you just yeah. be okay with it, just like you're okay with being hungry. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. And it's just reassuring them that, you know, that I don't look crap because they put weight on. Stop looking at the shredded pictures because that was one phase you know that was good you've got them to look at and appreciate how well you did well you done but now it's an improvement now it's a complete different phase so you can't expect to stay like that if and then it's just getting them to understand what is it that you really want moving forward now because you have to have that again you have to have that going place and it should be to build muscle the next phase is building muscle so you will put on some body fat but if we limit this as much as possible well, while we're introducing these calories, then you're just going to be in a much better place to put muscle on uh, recovery-wise, get those calories up higher mm-hmm. so you kind of don't want to binge all the time. And that is tough. It's the toughest phase, I think. Um, everyone's different. You've got to try and do your best to kind of reassure them that everything's going to be okay and have some plans in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, that, I think that a lot of people think the show part prep is hard. I, in my opinion, for me too, post show is super difficult. Yeah. Ghrelin, leptin, and everything's just starting to fire like a mother again. And like, you, you, if you don't have stuff in place, I mean, you got to be even more mentally disciplined post show, in my opinion, which I have not been in the past. You know, I have definitely, I'll, I'll say it myself of, of the binges after the shows and stuff, but um, definitely putting yourself in an environment. Cause I remember when I used to compete, we had a team. And everybody on the team, the coach was really good at nutrition and training, all that kind of stuff. But the mental aspect of preparing them post-show, there really was nothing. Because I didn't know anything either. Um, but everybody in my, on the team was looking at all the food porn or whatever it is and all the, the, the uh, food channel, cooking channels and stuff like that. And they, they would yeah. bring suitcases with them of of just junk post-show treats yeah yeah and and i, I was like in, in my head because i'm super competitive and i didn't know anything back then uh this is like when i first started competing so i was like that type of person where it was like a strict meal plan i wanted just like strict exactly to the t mm-hmm. ounce by ounce like the half a cucumber i'm measuring out you know whatever and that's how i was because that's just yeah. who i was like you know as a competitor, like as a person in sports and stuff like that. So I had like no idea that you could even have sugar free, anything zero count. I didn't even know what any of that was back then. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I didn't know. I just was like, Nope, this is mentally just, I'm hungry. I don't give yeah. a shit. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> it's funny to look back, but post show, I didn't have any of that treats or anything like that. Cause I didn't even know we could do that. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, I'm just going to keep going. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But it was the moment where I was around the environment of people that were being uh, weak, kind of, you know, like they were buying into that stuff of looking past the show rather than the show itself. Then afterwards, then I was like, oh, well, if they're doing it, I could just, I'm going to do it. So I think that's another thing too, is your environment that you put yourself in. Of course, of course. And um, I think that when you've been deprived for, for, for so long, when the show is finished, all you're thinking about is getting as much in as possible because you, you've, was what, 
you think that you're not going to be able to have it again because you've been so used to not having it. So it's getting your mind to understand that, oh, I can have a burger, but just not, uh, I can have a burger and chips and a pizza and all that type of stuff. I can have it all, but it's not all in one go. So for me, I was like, I would go on like massive binges because I wanted to eat everything at once because I didn't think that I would be able to eat it again. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. Especially so if you just, put some alcohol in there, then you really exactly. Get- so it's just understanding why don't I just have like mixing a cheat meal within my calories every weekend, and then it comes down to again like those little things that I said that are very important, like affirmations, uh, the gratitude, and the journal, because they're going to keep you in check with. Um, you know, going in the right de- direction. So start appreciating that you can actually go out for meals now um, with family and don't abuse them. You know, don't, don't just abuse them and overeat. Just actually enjoy the meal with people rather than just going, I can eat everything that I want now because the show is finished and I'm bulking, bro. Do you know what I mean? I'm bulking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, yeah, no, I think all that stuff is, is great. I think it's super important that um, I'm actually super happy and thankful that we spun off into the mindset of all of this mm-hmm. because I've had a ton of content on like the strategies and stuff like that. But I think that as time goes on, I just mentally grow myself as a coach, and just a human and, and um, prepping more clients. The mental, so much of the mental aspect is enormous way bigger than a lot of people i think really understand um and i really think that this you kind of laying out going through the the words of uh the positive words of affirmation positive self-talk the understanding of the perspective because all in life is just about the perspective i think it's gonna help a lot of people out understanding going into contest prep and then post that i think that it's gonna what i want to go through it is i think it's going to strengthen the sport as a whole of having the right direction of why we have the sport rather than just for the attention and the Instagram and all that shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope that a lot of people get a value out of that. I hope so too, because, um, you know, it's great talking about, um, the details of training programs and, and stuff like that, and nutrition protocols. Um, and it's something that I don't do a lot on my social media. I don't talk a lot about, you know, my knowledge and stuff like that and give expert knowledge because, you know, at the end of the day, my job is to get uh, someone a result. And I don't believe that, I mean, you know, it's good having this expert knowledge, but for, for the direction that I want to go in, I believe that mindset is just, just so, so important. So my content is a lot around, you know, mindset as well. And my Insta stories, I talk about that as well, rather than just talking about, you know, stuff that complicates people when it comes to training nutrition and supplementation so i like to obviously give some more content with like about exercises and stuff like that but i do believe ultimately it comes down to just helping that person get a result um with without complicating things and sometimes you get there's coaches that you know talk about the science and stuff and they're brilliant i learn a lot from that but it all depends on what your 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 ideal client once mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense yeah no 100 percent. and i think that once people understand that they everybody's different mm-hmm. um then i think that there's a greater a lot greater understanding moving forward mm-hmm. <laughs> but but no i'll uh, i'll wrap it up here i know we've been going for a little while i know you gotta you gotta head out i think um you're 
what do you so it's three o'clock over there now yeah, it's three o'clock now yeah i'm gonna go for a walk now get some steps in that's what i'm gonna do too i guess i got a couple minutes but yeah no i uh is it sunny over there i know back in the u.s um it's not too bad actually it's not too bad i i take a nice long walk in the woods so that's kind of like the way that's where I meditate and I'll, I'll get my thoughts together and, and start getting ideas and stuff. And then I jump on Instagram stories and just ramble. Right. And every now and again, and then every now and again, I jump on Instagram live and three people watch me. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's a good point. Where I know doing the podcast right now, but I do a live. I started. That was like one of my rituals. I told myself yeah. my goals for 2019 is uh, a live every single morning, kind of doing what you're you're talking about and just bring up a new subject every day. So yeah, anytime, man, you want to get on a live, you can do like the split. Yes, that would be good, right? That would be good. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, but I guess kind of leading out of this, put you on the spot a little bit, but what would you say for all the mindset stuff of you, what you've really taken a lot of value from you've given today, maybe like the top two things that somebody can be investing themselves, whether it's an audio book or a podcast or a YouTube video while they're doing cardio or maybe driving to work or something like that. What would you say maybe top two um, people, like uh, somebody that influenced you okay. or that has good content or a piece of a book or something like that, top two pieces that you would say you would recommend? So Tony Robbins, have you heard of Tony Robbins before? I mean, oh, yeah. he's like the, the number one guru when it comes to like, not really motivation, but just understanding why we do what we do and trying to work out that. So. I would just start off with him and literally that's it. I wouldn't focus on anything else apart from just um, watch his YouTube videos, you know, get his books. I mean, what has he got? He's got like Awaken the Giant Within is a really good book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's got a podcast as well. He is what really changed my life in terms of, you know, getting over some fears, working on my beliefs and stuff like that. And then you just lead into different types of self-development stuff. But mm -hmm. keep it simple because the one thing that I struggle with sometimes is trying to learn from so many different people. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's got their different ways and stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to just improving yourself, mm -hmm. um, working on your goals and just being a better person. And he's probably the, the best at it when it comes to like self-improvement. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Yeah. I agree 100%. I love him. Um, it's like, it's like, mo it's like learning about yourself and then getting motivated at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but all right. Well, for everybody who's listening, um, thank you for, for jumping on the podcast today. I'm super thankful. Thank you so much, Sam, for, for coming on here. Cool. Um, I'm going to put all of his content or all of his, uh, contact info in the description box, his IG, his email. So anytime yeah. if you have any questions for him, you can totally reach out. Um, I'll put up the Tony Robbins and some of his link stuff too of what he recommends. Uh, I'll put up all my contact info and IG so you can give us both a follow on Instagram or whatever if you guys want some free content. But other than that, my man, thank you so much for being on here. Good stuff. Thanks, Austin. I'll speak to you soon. All right. See you, brother. Take care, man.